This episode of Arts for All Kentucky Stories is supported by the Kentucky Department of Education, Office for Special Education and Early Learning, and the Kentucky Arts Council. Thank you all so much for tuning back into Arts for All Kentucky Stories. My name is Sam Kirby. I am a registered teaching artist with Arts for All, and we're back for another episode. Uh, and here today, I have some folks with me to do another episode. So if you all would like to introduce yourselves, uh, we'll get started. Um, I'm Angela Dye. I am a um, second and fourth grade uh, in primary special education teacher at Olmstead Elementary. And my name is Erica Marsh, and I'm an interventionist at Olmstead Elementary for intermediate grades. Awesome. So tell me about your first exposure to uh, Arts for All. Was it as a professional or was it as um, a parent or what, what, I guess, um, exposure to the organization have you, have you had? So my first experience was probably a little mixture of both parent and, um, parent and teacher professional because, uh, my daughter, uh, participated in the side-by-side -side program, but also like, um, because I teach at that school I, and I have students in that school, um, I brought along three other kids with me. So the side-by-side -side had like four students from my school, including my daughter there. And um, it has been a wonderful experience. We have participated um, in, I think, four side-by-side -side projects uh, as a school with kids from my school. And um, my daughter has done three. Gotcha. So what was that do you, what was that first side by side project? Do you remember? They were doing um um let me think. It was self portraits. They were participating in self portraits that time. Gotcha. Yes. What was it like to see the kids kind of light up about the arts? Because we're gonna talk about generally like what what arts opportunities does for um, students or what we'd refer to as exceptional students, what, what, what art does for them. So what, what were you seeing in that moment? Did they kind of light up and really engage with it or what was that like? So, I mean, as a teacher, when you're looking at students with, um, disabilities, a lot of times they close down at least, especially the longer they're in school because they kind of become, um, nervous about putting themselves out there, making mistakes and, um, you know, wanting to fit in a lot of kids, you see, they want to fit in, but, um, especially like in those experiences, the students have a freedom to do whatever, like they're doing and they have, uh, like, there really are no mistakes. Um, we, and this is, uh, about like the project that I did uh, last year. One of the most amazing things that I saw in, we did a drum circle. I didn't even introduce that, but we did a drum circle for the spring semester. And at the end of it, uh, the third grade class and the artist, he, his name's Matt DeVore um, here in Bowling Green. He, um, we built a, a marimba for the, playground but during the middle like during the beginning of that my students like because I pulled like a core group of students we met every Wednesday morning and then for 30 minutes and then after that they would go into the class with him and he would teach like a concept a drumming or uh 
drum circle concept to each class. So K through five rotated. And um, in the beginning, the students, even in the core group, didn't really want to participate. They didn't um, they didn't want to use the drums. They didn't want to give answers. Um, and it really was about like halfway through that I started seeing it's like we gave them permission to make mistakes. And then I started seeing them really take chances. And by the end of it, what was just amazing is to see the kids who were in the core group who weren't making mistakes, didn't talk really in the beginning. And then at the end, they were becoming leaders in their class, which is what I hoped would happen. But sometimes you put that out there and you hope and like it doesn't work. But I did see so many of the students do that um, with that project. And then um, when we came to building the students, like some of the students who I hold their folders, um, they became the ones who were holding the power drill and teaching the rest of the kids how to put the put the um, instrument together and then put it, you know, install it into the playground. So um, that was, I mean, even today they still like go to that and they love it. That's great. So you you talked a little bit about working in the in the drum circle, kind of like a a one on one or like a hands on sort of scenario. Why, it, and this may be for both of you, kind of from a professional standpoint, is that you know hands on one on one relationship with a student, especially an exceptional student. Why is that so important? It builds relationships. Um, it comes down to relationships with every behavior management thing that we look at. Um, it's like, okay, how, what is your relationship with the student? What do you know about the students going to help motivate them to get to this next level? So anytime you can engage one-on-one building something, constructing something, literally making something physical, you're also at the same time building that relationship with the student. So it's very beneficial, especially from an intervention or a special ed standpoint where you may see those children for multiple years in a row, building that relationship is going to make your job a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. One of the things we talked about during uh, an episode, a couple episodes back, I think they were doing like a cold wax sort of art project, which is very tactile. So is there, from an, from an educator standpoint, is there a, the education component to that tactile learning um, in the arts? Is that, kind of a a strong connection that you all see between that art opportunity and kind of a tactile form of learning. Is that, is that a benefit? Absolutely. With almost everything that I teach, I add a multi-sensory level to it. So because, and I tell this to the kids, like they're only in primary, they're elementary school kids, but they sometimes are reluctant to do these things because it sets them apart, like as far as like tapping or holding or moving a manipulative or whatever. And what I say to them is when you are doing this, you're training your brain to make a connection that's never made before. And these things help you process it. And um, I think that helps them when they're understanding that like this, there's a reason for what we're doing. Um, and in the arts, what she was saying about it being about relationships, when you give 
when there are so many rules in education when you're teaching things like math or reading or writing, when you add a component that's arts and there is so much freedom to express yourself and you can, you know, do things that there are, you know, specific things to do, but you also have a lot of freedom and there is so much availability to make mistakes and it not be a mistake. That um, opens up a whole nother discourse with the children. I guess what what sort of arts engagement opportunities, either through Arts for All or otherwise, have have you all been able to um, achieve or be a part of, despite current world situations, you know, pandemic things? Um, have you had to be a little creative about engagement with students? I mean, across the board, clearly, but in from like an arts lens, have you been? Has there been anything you've done that's been effective, um, or any any thoughts on that topic? With the availability to be online and to do it with uh, virtually, they actually were able to participate where they would not have been able to do before. And uh, so our school also, like, does not have an arts program. Um, We have a music program, but as far as, like, an art teacher, there is not one. So the teachers are really the ones who facilitate most of the arts things and while that's awesome it's also really nice to have the availability of an artist to come in and work with the students that's what i was about to kind of tie it into because there's do you think that's the case with a lot of school systems where they don't really uh, when i was in elementary school they would call it like specials like you'd go to specials or whatever and so in in a lot of school systems you've got a kind of a combo music slash art slash tech slash you know it just depends on the school system yes um but you think having you know arts for all as a resource uh for that is helpful for school systems that don't have that and even those who do to probably collaborate with that in-house art teacher right yes yes absolutely so um with the program that we did last year one of the reasons i chose a drum circle is because there's so much uncertainty which was happening last year. And so I really wanted something that could be tied in with social emotional learning and a drum circle has, you know, they do have drum circles for social emotional learning. So, um, I ha- I asked Matt DeVore to come out and, uh, teach once a week and, um, it did have to evolve. <laughs> we had to be very flexible because of the pandemic. So we had to kind of sometimes teach outside and we had to teach virtually, which we had never done before. And, um, you know, sometimes we were teaching virtually and the equipment didn't work. So we had to kind of like reschedule. Um, but so even with all of those things and all of those pieces, we were still able to create just such a wonderful experience for them. We, we made drums and um, he brought in a lot of different instruments. We learned about um, street gangs and uh, how like, I think I can't even remember. I think it was Puerto Rico. He was telling us about how street gangs had like, Uh, turned into music like they would 
like battle music battles and so they like, learned that like west side story kind of thing. Yes. that's all i think of when you talk about puerto rican musical battle i'm like yes okay west side story dance and yeah drum and, <laughs> and so but third graders aren't familiar with west side story so right. they were just hearing this from a whole new perspective yeah, and so, and then we, like, battled amongst each other, like, in our morning group. And also, like, because it was first thing in the morning, um, they were able to start their day in, like, a really positive manner. Um, they came in. They really looked forward to it. It was something that gave all the kids who participated, like, a positive experience and a hopeful experience where they could really shine and then to see them then transfer that's one of the hardest pieces sometimes is transferring the skill that you learn in when you're in small group into what's going on in the classroom so being able to then go in and he leads the class in the drum circle and we call on the students who've already been in it or the even like at the end the kids would just volunteer the information but they didn't need to be called on so um and to see them transfer that skill which because it is enjoyable and because it is hands-on and it's creative and they don't feel like they have to be perfect at it, they can make mistakes, the students were able to really transfer that skill. And that's a very hard skill to do is to um, take something you've learned in one environment and put it into another environment. So, um, and the other thing I saw that it that happened is the students in general are so compassionate to each other and they really cheer each other on and they really are um, there for each other. And those positive experiences like the arts and them having that gives them that resiliency to still be so inclusive of all the students in the classroom. So when you're doing these opportunities, drum circle or otherwise, it's not just like special education students, it's a combination of special education and traditional students, as it were, kind of together yes. in those environments. Yes. So with the um, with the core group of students, we kind of evaluated like some of the students had um, IEPs or who had a disability of some type, and some of the students did not. We just kind of looked at what their circumstances were and um, do we think that it would help them be impactful for them to be a part of that and so it was kids who were in kindergarten through fifth grade and just based upon interviews with the teacher and we did a survey with the students and with the teachers to kind of see what the teachers thought and um, then we narrowed it down but then the last 30 minutes they went into the class and like each week it was a different class but and then they transferred those skills so and then that way truly how many students are in K through five like 40 times six so about 240 students were impacted with that program what do you think it what do you think it does? And I'll, I'll paint a picture for this. And, and part of this is a little self-reflective. So when I, and I don't know how I remember this, um, in elementary school, 
Um, and, and that K through five, as, as you referenced, um, especially when you're growing and learning, um, myself as a traditional student along the way, um, those exceptional students definitely, um, they're otherized a, a little bit. Um, and, and I wouldn't say that any of it's necessarily intentional. It's just that you're growing up, you know, they might go to a special class at a different time. It happens every day that, you know, that there's something, you know, different about them. So an opportunity like this, um, it seems like it almost kind of switches the table up a little bit. Or it kind of turns the table to where, um, we're, we're all on like an equal playing field when it comes to the, the art side of things. So I don't know if, um, you all have seen it through like that sort of lens or if it's in, in either of your all's opinion, help improve the kind of relationships between traditional students and, you know, exceptional students, if, if it's kind of built some bridges there. I would say definitely, um, especially looking at this year, they've moved up in grades, but then they still have the marimba on the playground and they can all look at it. Like they helped paint it. They helped put it in the ground. I mean, these kids built it from pieces of PVC pipes and then they put it in the ground and it makes music. And they did that with their hands. Like some of them knew a lot more about construction than some of our adults who were working on it. Like they, these kids knew what they were doing and they don't always get the chance to show that in the classroom because maybe they're not, they're not the best at math. It takes a lot of struggle to understand that concept. Um, they still struggle with learning to read, but when they're out there and they're working, the, it gives them a mode to show everyone else that I can do this. I've got this. You can trust me with this. And I think it's very important that they've got that. And then this year, they can still look back on the playground and see that. Remember what we did last year? Remember? We were all good at that. We all did that. And so it still helps, even though this year is completely different. And this year, we are struggling so hard to try and push, 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 and catch everybody up. We can still take a breath and we can look and say, look what we did last year. And maybe we need to do something again this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say yes. Like, they are all equals. And, like, it really, truly for me to see the the group um, work together and become a team. There's only 40 students in each grade level at our school. So, they... But they work, like, and have been to school for a, a lot of them. There's not a lot of transition and transient um, movement there. So they really became a team in making that. And when I say, like, they were the ones with the power drills, like, I was sitting across from them making sure that they were safe. But I had students who were teaching other kids how to use a power drill to put the um, screws in the wood and to put on the brackets and things. Um, so, and they worked collaboratively to determine um, what to put on each, what to paint on each uh, piece of PVC pipe. So that was really, you know, a whole grade of children working in teams 
discussing that and putting those things together and putting the what's important to them and what they feel and think um, on each of those uh, pieces. And, you know, even like learning to um, tune, because we tuned them all as well, like that was a collaborative thing. So we had a tuner, somebody held it, somebody hit it with a flip-flop because that's <laughs> what we have attached to the uh, marimba. And then... Um, it was like a, like a Blue Man Group type of PVC yes, thing with it. Yes, gotcha. yes, that, yes, you're picturing it perfect there. Um, but that really did give them the opportunity to all have equal... Um, equality like there wasn't anyone who was doing something more um they all were measuring they all marked the places to cut um the only thing they didn't do is hold the saw so it was really a fantastic program and it has been very impactful for the students as far as confidence and making mistakes and um allowing themselves to make mistakes and um then like even communicating with their peers. So. That's great. So was your, did your daughter get to be part of that project? She did not she did because not. she was uh, home all year last year. So she did not, but she mm -hmm. would have loved it had she, cause she's very musical. Yeah. I, I kind of want to turn the conversation more toward like, well, it's all through the lens of arts for all. Yes. Um, but the sort of we've kind of talked about like some school-based you know impact and how it's unifying and uplifting and um but going to like a, an at-home scenario tell us more about your your daughter i guess and and what was that point where all of a sudden it's like oh arts are in the home like it's just kind of this is happening and she lights up when she does it and like what what was that thing for you all um and it might be a number of things. It might be a process. It's not just one thing. But. Yes. I, you know, one of the things that has been, um, and not just for her, but her friends as well, like uh, one, of, one of the students I had had their, um, a sculpture that they made. I took a picture of it and sent it in to Arts for All, and they put it on a um, bookmark. So that for him was so exciting he's he's gifted in the area of arts and that's another thing with like when you have my daughter's gifted in the area of arts as well and when you don't have an arts program to rely on like these type of things help them shine in that way and um so being able to share that bookmark with his family and with other people it was really like a prideful experience for him and um and also like with the traveling art music art show and like having um the art show in the museum that gives them something really to be proud of and to talk about and um even like I have one of the pieces hanging on my wall and like when people come in the house and like in the living room and they see it and they're like oh I really like that piece and I was like oh yeah that was my daughter's piece and um that is uh she's very excited about that um I, it's hard. I'm trying to think of like arts in the home because our house has always been full of art. So is there that, hasn't. That, it seems like yeah, that's that's the case. Um. Yes. Oh, her house is definitely. We have been friends for 
a long time. She babysit my children when they were young, um, and her house has always been full of art. I'm never afraid to experiment. So I think it's more of a, this program is exactly how she would do it. <laughs> like if she could take over art at school, she would do stuff like this at school all the time. But she's a special ed teacher, so she can't really do that. She's got all of these extra duties as a special ed teacher. So this helps her bring a little bit more of the passion for art that she has at home into the school and to the students. Yes. And I mean, as far as my daughter goes, not many children would say that their favorite artist was um, Frida Kahlo and that they don't really love Picasso so much. Like it. So that is not really like a probably normal. <laughs> I don't want to say normal, but a typical conversation that like a, a nine year old would have um, or I, was she eight or nine when Frida Kahlo came? I don't know. The <laughs> In Nashville, we went. That was her birthday. She wanted to go to see an art exhibit of Frida Kahlo because she was in Nashville. Her art was. Um, so, but, you know, with all of the kids that I've worked at, because I did stay home for several years when she was young, um, and it's even no matter what age the students are or the children are like from a perspective of working with toddlers, um, they always light up when there's something exciting to touch or to build or to make. Um, and there's like, I keep saying there's no mistakes, but everything is possible and everything is allowable. Like there's not a right or wrong way to do it. So, as a parent, that watching your child um, in that scenario is like is an amazing um, event. Also, as a parent, like it's very hard <laughs> to step back and let your child do it their own way sometimes. Because even as I am very <laughs> allowed to do like you know, your own thing, there are still, like, you've got to learn how to do specific, like, um, processes to get a product. And so being very product-based, it's hard to step away sometimes and say, okay, it's more about process and not about product. And I think that that, for me, and for myself as a parent and my daughter, being able to let her be on the Zoom with the teacher and from Arts for All and kind of sit in the background and just say, hey, whatever. It's the process, like not the product that is important. Um, was a challenge and also I'm very glad for it because it allowed her to have an experience that I would not be able to give her because I, I would be so product-based. Mm -hmm. So talking more about like the nuts and bolts of it, were you directly involved in like the applying for grant stuff for residency to come in? What was, I've, I've heard that Arts for All makes it pretty easy and kind of helps you along the way. Yes. I um, wrote the grant in the beginning. Um, I'm going to be honest. I am. Hey. hey. Yeah, you can come in. I mean, we're, we're, yeah. ra we're wrapping up. You can yeah. come ahead and come on in. We were just saying nice things about you. Oh, wow, that's nice. 
right. So we were talking about the, you you wrote the grant. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much a, um, let's do too much, like put too much on our plate and like, um, more is more like, (laughs) so, uh, the first ideas I had were a little crazy and I'm glad that when I called the lair and I kind of talked to her about what I was thinking, she was like, Okay, uh, how about we rein it in a little bit and try just one of these things? <laughs> and so I'm, I'm very happy to, and you know, the process of applying was so wonderful. It was one of the first grants I've ever written and um, being able to kind of go and like bounce ideas off and then say, how, what do you think about this? And like, they actually helped me tweak it and make it better. So um, that was all like a wonderful experience, truly. That's awesome. Anything we want to say in closing as far as our straw? I've got, I've got awesome, awesome stuff. And if there's, if there's anything else y'all want to add. I think we're good. Okay. I'm excited to uh, apply for the next grant. She's been talking about it and we're like, this year. Okay. <laughs> but the more we talk about it, yes, we right have now. to do another one. <laughs> it's just, even though it's a lot of work on our end to put it into place and to make sure it happens, the pro the, the outcome of what the students get from it is so exciting and so important that I feel driven to try to provide all of these experiences that I can for them. Thank you so much again for tuning in to Arts for All Kentucky Stories. We're excited to share these different and unique stories about how Arts for All has impacted parents, uh, teachers, uh, and students themselves, as well as our communities broadly to make the arts more accessible. Uh, If you want to learn more about our podcast and stay tuned for some of our next releases, follow us at uh, Arts for All Kentucky on Facebook, and we'll keep you posted on our next releases. Thank you so much. And again, thank you to the Kentucky Department of Education, Office of Special Education and Early Learning, and the Kentucky Arts Council for making this and a variety of Arts for All Kentucky functions possible. 